Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Just as a precursor, my voice may sound a little less than stellar. I had um, some major mouth surgery on Saturdays, so I'm, I'm feeling a little bit uh, under the weather. So I think Ellen's going to have to drive a lot of the bus today. But, well, I'm, um, I'm just amazed that you're even talking. I think I'd probably still be in bed with all the work. <laughs> he had a lot of work done, folks, a lot, unimaginable amount of work, and came right home. Came right home. It's what we do. So, um, miracles in recovery. Yes, we are. You know, and, and the thing that I that reminds me of it on a daily basis is life on life's terms, things like I did Saturday. You know, I went in and I told them, I said, look, um, I metabolize, um, I was going to say Narcan. Oh, I met- opioids. I, 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 opioids. I, met- I metabolize... Um, What's the stuff that free? Oh, Novocaine. Oh. I metabolize Novocaine very rapidly, and the guy says to me, "He knocks on the wall. He goes, the stuff that we use, the wall. You, this is what it'll feel like." About four or five minutes into it, I went, "Hey, dude." He went, "Get out of here." I went, "No, I'm serious." So you know, he hit me with more, and then hit me with more, and then more and more, and I said, "You know something? Let's just do it." Just just do it. And I was there from nine to one. Uh, and um It hurts me to think about it. But you know something 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 in there shut off about halfway through and, and I stopped feeling the pain. I knew it was there, but I stopped feeling it because a lot of pain and and, and I've said this throughout the years, a lot of pain is in your mind. Yes, there's physical pain. They were they were ripping at my teeth and they were doing whatever they were doing. But a lot of pain is is our own personal tolerance to what it is that we can stand. I would I would not run in front of a car and just go, hey, I'm not going to feel that. A lot of pain is real, but I think our endurance is where is what kicked on on kicked in on me, and I got through the I got through to the end of it. Yeah, I was sore and I was hurting, and um, you know, I took aspirin and stuff like that. But you know, well, here's the thing: most people would have been popping opioid pills, Vicodin, or what are some of the other ones? You know, after a, a major mouth surgery like that, and you're doing it with aspirin. But that's the thing that that's the thing that. Um, reassures me that life on life's terms and we are miracles in recovery. Exactly. Because, and maybe all of that pain medication isn't necessary. Well, that's it. It's it's not necessary. That that comes our mind. Right. I mean, I'm sure that my body was still feeling the shock of whatever it was it was going through. Right. And if I would have put an opiate in my system, my body still would have felt it. But I just wouldn't have been aware because my mind would have been somewhere else. So if I could take my mind somewhere else, then that's half the battle. I I, I was in a uh, pretty bad car accident down in Argentina 
um, quite some years ago. And I got stitches in my face and cracked a few ribs and um, refused medication. Because one, I didn't know what they were giving me. Right. And two, they were getting high right on the street outside the hospital. Wow. So, like, what was my option? Yeah, either... Lay still. Yeah. <laughs> it was lay still and deal with it. You or know, take something that's probably going to send you into a place you don't want to be. Right. Who's who's to say I'd ever come back from that? Right, exactly. You know, so... You know, a lot of a lot of good common energy, good good positive energy, and um, a productive thought process got me to speaking right now. I mean, yeah, my mouth is hurting and my voice doesn't feel like it's projecting like it should, but um, I'll be okay. Sound okay. Yeah, no, I'm in my in in my ears. I, I can feel that I'm I'm straining to uh, keep my voice level up, but that's okay. You know what I mean. Next week's show, we'll be back to normal, unless they start cutting me open again. <laughs> Let's pray that doesn't happen. When yeah. you told me what was going to go, what was going down on a Saturday yet, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's a lot of work. But yeah. like you said, get it all done at once because you might decide not to go back. I, I probably wouldn't have. Yeah. I wouldn't have. You know, when, when he told me what, what else they did to me today when I went back because I cracked the uh, the bridge already, um, I, I probably wouldn't have, if I knew that that's what I was up against, Yeah, I would have said, yeah, I'm all set. Let's just stay the way I am. But <clears throat> Yeah, teeth or something else. So any, anyway, uh, where are we in Ellen's world? Well, Ellen's world is um, continuing with renovations on the house. I'm in week two of a bathroom reading. They're back again? Yeah. Yeah. Week two of a bathroom redo. I'm, I'm um, handling it a little better this time. I'm more resigned to it taking twice as long as they say it will. So we'll see what happens. I think it's going to look good. I, I, but that's like everything. Though. When when you first hired them, it's the same contractor. Mm-hmm. When you first hired them and they said, we'll be done by X. Yeah, before and Christmas. X, X <laughs> came and went. And New Year's came and went. We put an expectation on X. Right. But now the same... It's it's like um it's like the opposite of insanity expecting a different result. Right. You know you're you're putting you're putting your mind at X oh and saying oh man I'm they're not done they're six weeks past when they're supposed to be done. Now you say okay well they'll be done when they're done right. and it's easier. So in all walks of life that the tools that we graduate to in recovery. Um, Help us. I think a lot of people want what they want when they want it. and Still. Yeah. But if you have unrealistic expectations, they aren't going to be met. And as we know, an expectation is just a resentment waiting to happen. <laughs> and, you know, that it's very easy to have that when you know, I'm, I'm, I was literally on the phone all day, on the phone all day long for work. I had maybe a 30-minute break. Mm-hmm. And there's jackhammering going on and all kinds of stuff. And they're saying, I don't know how you stand that. And I, it wasn't even bothering me. It's bothering them. Right. It is what it is at that exactly. point, Exactly. So, you know, I, the end result will be good, and I'll just live through what it takes to get there at this point. I'm not going to be resentful or unhappy anymore. I'm going to think about having a pretty house. Yeah, well, uh, you know, and and we do that in other aspects of our life. But when our child or when we are 
trying to transform somebody into somebody that we want them to be, it doesn't always work that no, way. It never works that yeah. way, I don't think. Well, I mean, perhaps it didn't for me. And, you know, it was interesting. I had a, a conversation with a lady that I've been chatting with on Facebook today, and it turns out that her daughter is an addict, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, her experiences were different than mine. Her daughter had children before she got out of high school, and she is now raising the grandkids. And guess what? They're addicts, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she she's, but she said, I got tough. And, you know, I just basically told them, if you're going to do that, you're not going to do it here. Have you ever met anyone in your um, recovery that um, could immediately just turn it off? Or did, parent, did everyone, yeah, did no, everyone suffer until they got to their own breaking point? I think everyone suffered until either the addict got better or they got to their own breaking point. As, as a parent, it's very difficult because you want them to do well. You want them to get better. And so you're, you're, you're wanting that so much and you're working so hard for it yourself, mm-hmm. you know, putting them in rehab, taking them here and there. You know, I can't tell you how many moms have driven, you know, the kid can't drive anymore because of suspended license or whatever. So we drive them to meetings and we drive them to see their probation officer. And, you know, we remind them of their appointments, all of those things. That's part of, that's part of the crazy cycle that everyone has to go through. But when we were talking about the expectations of, a bathroom, some people can't even, like, you could turn it on and off to with an in- inanimate object. You could go, okay, well, whatever. It's a, they'll get done when they're done. Right. Um, we can't say my child will. They'll be done when they're done with drugs. It doesn't work that ultimately, way. Ultimately, but that's the reality of it. Yeah, but we'll I think, I, you know, done. in thinking about most of the parents that I've met, and, and most of the parents that I've met have been through meetings or Facebook groups where there is an interest in recovery anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there are parents who've just thrown them out and won't have anything to do with them years and years and years later, even when they're better. But I've never met anybody like that personally. But the addict gets better, but the, but the parent doesn't. Right. Yeah, because they don't, they don't go past that growth point. We know people like that. Yes. You know? And, and it's um, sad because, you know, there could possibly be a relationship if there's growth on both sides. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully in a lot of cases that will happen. But, you know, it, it's I've seen too many people now lose their children to ever be, you know, just a closed off. You know, don't darken my doors just, again. Just to shut. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I sadly, I, I know that... Um, you know, I think I, I felt that when my family had to ultimately turn their back on me, but I didn't truly believe it was forever. Right. And I bet you, know? you anything, they were driving by and making sure you were okay, whether you knew it or <laughs> I'm not. Sure, I'm sure they were. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm, they, I'm were. sure they were. I can remember you saying your your dad came by and said, you're killing your mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just out of nowhere. Yeah. You're killing. You're killing your mother. Good twenty bucks, ten. Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> yeah. I believe you said that to my daughter too. What's that? I think you said that to yeah. to my daughter too. Yeah. Uh huh. You know, and that, and that's the thing. I mean, what do you what what do you do in that situation? You can't. You can't just, fix them. You, you can't, can't fix, fix them. But you can't and, let them die. You know, like like you said w- with your daughter. I mean, I I had the understanding of. Walking through addiction, getting to the point of no return, 
getting to the point of recovery, living recovery, and then dealing with an active addict. It was so, like, way out of my yeah. understanding whatsoever. I, I, I had no clue what to do. You know, and I, and I, there was one, there was, uh, one night I went and went to go, went to go get her and I grabbed her by the hand. I wouldn't let her out of the car and she was screaming and I'm like, this is, this is just nuts. Like, yeah. And after a while I, you just have to say, I can't. I'm, I was just as crazy. Yeah. Not using as she yes. was. Yeah. And you get that way because you know what they're going to do. Yeah. And you don't want them to so mm-hmm. badly, but you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. You you yeah. can lock them up in jail, and as soon as they get out, they're right back out there. Yeah, because I was going to do what I was going to do, and it didn't make a difference what parameters were put in front right. of me. But but I couldn't understand it when I was on the other side of the fence. I could I, that was that was all gone. You know what I mean? That was that was totally gone from my thought process of um, I need to save this individual. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like well, just let them. Yeah, you know, let them go and see what happens, and there's yeah. nothing I can do. You can't do that when you care about somebody. No. You, you you do want to save them, and yeah. and um, people who are in the like Al-Anon, Naranon are tend to be fixers. You know, I'm a fixer. I can fix anything, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's one of the reasons that we gravitate to those programs and stay in them. But let me ask you a question: Do do you think that your family's addiction Made you that fixer, or do you think you already had those tendencies? Oh, I'm, when- I'm, I had those tendencies anyway. You know, I was a good student in school. Mm-hmm. I did really well. I'm very organized, and I, you know, my my family of origin was not particularly organized, <laughs> and I didn't like it. You know, I didn't like a dirty house. I didn't like things not being just so. So I developed the need to have everything in its place and mm-hmm. a place for everything and all of those things and. I take care of people. That's what I do. I'm pretty good at it. I'm not a nurse. I couldn't stand the thought of puking blood, but, you know, I did get into health care. Yeah. yeah. And after having kids, you get used to that anyway. But, I, you know, I, I am probably the typical enabler mom. I don't like that word. I think it's a... a Still today? A derogatory label. Not as much. But you, you're aware of it. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, I, and like <clears throat> I say, I don't like the term. I think it's now used as a label against parents, particularly mothers. Well, that's like uh, the term that you were saying, um, substance use disorder or yeah. something like that. I don't like that term. So deal with it, I guess. Yeah, they're, right? yeah. well, they're going to put it off on you no matter what. And they're going to put that label on, oh, on yeah. the enablers. Yeah, you know, that's the, that's the thing. I mean, you know, um, we are who we are. And I think... In a certain aspect, I'm a caretaker and an enabler yeah, you as are. well. You, know? you take care of dogs. You take care of cats. You <laughs> Every, take care of people. Anything that knocks on my door, yeah. I, I, I take care I said, of. And, people probably yeah. you know, say, just let the dog out down there. It'll have a Yeah, go, go down the end of the street and let your pet in that driveway there. It'll, it'll and you would take it in. You would. It'll find a home. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, I, you know, that's the bad thing. I, I look on all these little... Um, Social media sites and there's people that are posting dogs that needs homes. Oh, I'm I like, oh man, I gotta block this person. You know, yeah. Otherwise, you'll have another one. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's okay to be that way. I would rather be like we are than like you know a hateful, 
right person or a, a person who just doesn't care about other people. Turn off, turn off the lights. Uh, yeah. Halloween and yeah, the old man know. in the yard screaming at the kids. I don't want to be that person. We had one of those. We had one of those guys that lived across the street from us. Um, and every time a ball went in the yard, he'd pop it, he'd take it, he'd keep it. Yeah. You know, and that's that's no way to be yeah. because. You know, well, I think they're they're just always unhappy people, and there's always going to be unhappy people. You yes. can you can go wherever, and you know, I can go back to the city that I grew up in, and someone will be angry that one, I'm doing the right thing, and two, I'm still alive. Right, that you made it. Yeah, you know, and and um, instead of being happy for you, yeah, that you did. Uh-huh. And happy for your family, and and I just I don't understand people like that. But there are a lot of them, and and they're intolerant. And they're particularly, I'm sure, would be intolerant of addicts and you know their behavior when they're in active addiction. Right, because they they never got to deal with what it is that they what drives their um, their aggression anger. towards it. Yeah, yeah. Aggression you is know? a good word. Yeah, that's kind of so. The way it we'll is. we'll uh, we're going to take a break, and we will be back. Dial 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. And help me say less words. I need some fill. <laughs> we'll be I'm back in a moment. I'm not talking enough. <laughs> we'll be back in a moment. Network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Ready to transform your health and your world? Join host Melissa Alexander for Insight Living with Vitality. Melissa and her guests go behind the scenes on what it takes for practitioners and clients to transform themselves and others. She provides insight to medical procedural breakthroughs, available product resources, and explains lifestyle choices designed to improve and expand your vitality. It's time to get rid of that baggage, remove those blockages, and prevent buildup from hindering your progress in life. Tune in every month. Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, everybody, to segment two of Miracles in Recovery. My name is Ellen. I'm trying to keep poor Ray from having to talk a whole lot since he's suffering the after effects of dental surgery. If you or your organization would like to be a featured guest on the show, please send an email to Ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. We'll send you an information packet on how to schedule a time for you to be on the show so that we can focus on what you bring to the recovery community. And I think... um, I don't think we've ever had a guest that I didn't just love. We've always had a really good time. So if you are interested and if you have something to bring to the community, please, please, please get in touch. Call us and Ellen will love you. I will. (laughs) Um, We do have just a couple of upcoming shows. We do have um, a gentleman that is going to come in, come in. We're going to go remote to his location and we're going to do a show on uh, CBD oils because remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about it and I have minimal knowledge so the only thing I know is that when my dog had cancer in her leg um, my brother sent me some from California and we gave it to the dog and she was in a lot less pain awaiting awaiting amputation of her leg and then we gave it to her for a little while after that, and she seemed to um, be okay. I mean, she was depressed when she lost her leg, but I think the CBD oil allowed her to get through that a little better than... It's really being touted as almost a miracle drug. I I actually have a friend who's had multiple sclerosis for the last, like, 15 years, Mm -hmm. and they've had her on a cocktail of powerful, horrible drugs, and what it's done is it's eaten up her gastrointestinal system Uh. completely. I mean, she's had... I can't even tell you how many surgeries she's had in the last year. Mm -hmm. So she has slowly weaned herself off of all the drugs, and this is what she's going to go on to. Um, Dateline just had something with three children that had uh, genetic um, misfortune, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were born genetically uh, or uh, chromosomally wrong. And um, I guess they lived in, in Virginia, and they're trying to pass a law to get this CBD oil legalized because it's legal in Colorado and there's a woman with the same the child with the same mm-hmm. um and it's working it's working wonders. I mean she was she was, for lack of a better word, a vegetable and now she's kicking the ball around the backyard and all of that. So, you know, there are definite benefits to it. And I know that there are people who use it um 
in the recovery aspect of it all, yes, too. And this exactly. is what this gentleman is going to share with us. He's going to share with us the benefits of the recovery aspects of it. And also, I would imagine, you know, so this probably will be a show that you want, if you have any questions about it, you may want to call in and ask, because I know that I'm going to be loaded with questions. Oh, yeah. I'm very um, curious about it. You know, as a non-drug person, you know, I don't really take anything and never right. have. I would be very interested to see you know, if it could help with sleeping, anxiety, things like that. I say it helps with everything. Yeah. You know, it, it sounds, it sounds almost too good to be true. So I'm yeah. very anxious to hear that. <laughs> and maybe, maybe it is one of those that is too good to be true, but. Well, I'm sure there, there are a lot of, um, you know, cause you can go online and order it mm-hmm. and who knows what it is. You don't know what it is. Exactly. You know what I mean, yeah, there's, there, there, maybe they have a little 3% in there and they can say it's CBD oil. You know, and I'm sure that there are a lot of case studies out there that are failures. Right. And they show us the ones that are, you know, that make it. Um, but w- why not? Exactly. You know, like they say uh, cancer cancer clients or cancer patients, um, they smoke marijuana and they feel a little bit more at ease. Oh, yeah, definitely. Why not? I mean, Definitely. at that point, who am I to judge, and what do you have to lose at that point? Well, I think they're looking at it too, from for assisting opioid addicts, particularly with the post-acute withdrawal syndrome, right? The pause that can go on for a year or two, that mm-hmm. terrible depression that actually leads a lot of people back out, you know, to using again because they just can't yeah, take how really bad they it. feel. Yeah, you're never really over it. So this is something that could is being looked at as a way to kind of ease that and ease you more into uh, you know the drug free life. And yeah, and and here we are here we are speculating about what it is that he's going to tell us and maybe way we may be way off right now. But the good thing is is that we're going to have somebody on here that's going to share his knowledge of. Um, the positives of using it in yeah. recovery. And I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that show. That should be very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yes, please have your questions ready. And and if you don't want to call in, you can just send them. Send them to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org, and I will make sure that I ask them. Or even um, you can call in, ask not to be on the air, and our engineer will type the message to me. Right. So... You know, I mean, th- there are ways to get your questions answered um, because we, we do have a we do have an awesome listening base. I mean, I was just looking at it again today, um, and it blows my mind that there are people listening in China. I don't even know what time it is in I think China. It's like eleven hours difference. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I, I don't even know what time. Early it is. in the it's morning a, there. It's it's the day after. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that's that's surpassing the time zone. I mean, uh, the 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 date zone, and. Um, you know, so there's people listening all over the world, and and I'm sure that people have questions all over the world. But they I'm say, sure. ah, you know, it's three thirty in the morning here in Ireland, and I just don't want to call up and ask. But you know, by all means, there are ways to be able to do it. You know, send send them send an email to Ray at miraclesandrecovery.org. Call in. 866-472-5792, or even just call that number, and Josh will take your question, and he'll be able to get it to me over the airwaves here, and we'll we'll, um, we'll make sure that we ask, and we'll make sure we get it answered. Um, couple of other couple of other shows that we're going to be doing. We have a friend of ours that wrote a book 
um, about how to get through the 12 steps or did you, did you read any of it? No, I don't think I did. No. And I, I wrote a little bit of it. I read a little bit of it, but I don't remember what the title is. My mouth is hurting me right now. (laughs) So, um, you know, so we have that coming up, and we also have uh, a gentleman named Freddie Negret, Freddie Negret, something like that. He's a tattooist in in L.A., and he was also – we had the gentleman, the the Batshiva, remember the, mm-hmm. remember the rabbi that was on? Yes. He volunteers at, at the uh, Batshiva that um, oh, the really? rabbi works well, at. Oh, really? Well, what yeah. a small world. So, yeah, it is. It's, that's here crazy. here we are in Florida, and we've got two people connected in California. Yeah. Yeah, so you know what I mean? Like, that's how it all works, I guess. And that's how it all yeah. wraps together. And that's why that individual in China is listening. And that's why the army in um, Ireland, Ireland and England are listening because they're hearing something that makes sense to them. Um, maybe not always, but, you know, we're here, we're here to share our message of hope and we're here to share our message of, of uh, recovery. And with that, you know, the masses do get better, you know? Yes, they do. And it it is so possible to recover. And there are so many different avenues that you can take mm-hmm. to get there. You know, it doesn't have to be a 12-step program. There are a lot of other different ways that you can do it. And that, I think that's one of the things that we've done on the show is that we've had a lot of people come on with alternative methods. Mm-hmm. And, it's, you know... There are enough people out there listening that surely maybe one of these ways can help you too. I mean, a lot of stuff that David comes on and talks about, he doesn't talk about recovery. He no. talks about common sense exactly. ways to... And, you know, focus is, yeah. is his message, uh-huh. focus. And it's, it, I mean, you can, you can wrap that in a pretty little bow and blanket and make it about recovery because all you have to do is just inject a couple of words and, and it's about recovery as well right you know i think he uses the same message yeah you know for addicts for you yeah. know people who are he wanting to lose weight who message. want to get a job you know yeah. all of those kinds of things it's the same principle you know you've got something that you want to change so let's do whatever it takes to change it right it's a universal message and exactly. you can take it for take it for what it is and apply it to where you are and, and and you have you know the other avenues as well. I mean, some people just stop and and kind of go cold turkey, white knuckle. There are people who use the medication assisted therapy, which is working a lot. Mm-hmm. It's working very well for a lot of people. Although and I think it's a lot still of people are, I think a lot more people are pushing that today than they are. Than and they have you in know, the past. some of it um sometimes I wonder how much of it's big pharma, but then on the other hand, I have seen it personally work mm-hmm. a miracle. Right. So, who knows? I'm I'm to the point where whatever will work for you is okay as long as it works. Yeah, I mean, and you know, and if like, you don't have a needle in your arm, good. Mm-hmm. Like Dr. Boyette said when he was on, who am I to judge? Who are we to judge? Exactly. You know, if if that is what's Allowing this individual to care for their baby, allowing this individual to, to, to have a job, get a job, be a responsible, respectable. Yeah. Who am I to judge? You know, I, I could. The only way that I could maybe take um, umbrage or issue with it is if they were sharing their quote unquote clean time, and they were using something like we. You know, there's a lot of times 
uh, where people on methadone or people on um, Suboxone or Vivitrol or one of those um, share that they have X amount of clean time. And, um, you know, is it clean time? To thine own self be true. Who am I to judge? But when you're up there and you're representing something and everybody else knows different, the message kind of gets muddy. You know? uh, but, you know, the unfortunate thing about that is that those people tend to feel shunned in 12-step programs and will stop going, and they could be helped. Yeah, and I, th- I think the reason is, is not because the audience shuns them. I think it's because of the message that they're they're giving out. They're giving out a tainted message. No, if- I think I disagree. I've, I have seen it in action, and it can be very ugly. Okay, so explain it. Well, you've got somebody who is clean in that they are not shooting up. They have a job. Mm -hmm. They are doing everything that a person who, you know, a quote-unquote normal person is supposed to be doing. But Mm -hmm. they are taking, you know, and basically a replacement drug so that they're not getting high. Now, to me, that is clean. I am not stealing. I am not you know, running the streets. I am not looking for drugs. Right. I am under the care of a physician. And I am, <clears throat> excuse me, doing everything that I am supposed to do. The fact that I have to take a drug every day in the morning that does not make me high should not make a difference. If you no, are I, diabetic I, and you are taking insulin and you were living a normal life, what is the difference? I agree with you 100%. But to the um, AA, NA right. purist, um, they are doing something against the against the teachings. Well, but, okay, but how how many of them are taking antidepressants? Oh no, I, I get it. You know, are taking yeah. all kinds of chemicals to be able to deal with their lives. Right. I, you know, I personally feel like as long as I'm not getting high, it shouldn't make a difference what no. I'm taking. I would never tell someone, um. Maybe you ought not to. Like I said, to thine own self be true. Would I do? Would I do that? Could I do that? Um, I don't know. I was never put in that position to be able to have to make that because when I was on methadone, I wasn't in quote unquote recovery. I was just out there existing. Right. When I came in, I came in clean and um, struggled a lot. But I never had a daily. Um, I never had daily assistance. So. I, how can how can I tell somebody that they are not doing? Um, because it's not about what's on paper; it's right. about how you live in your life. Exactly. You know, and it's not about like somebody like I, I, people come in and they say, "Oh, well, you know, I'm I'm sober," and you're in a specific, you're in the opposite, and people are like, "Oh, you can't use that word around here." Why yeah, not? You're supposed to say clean instead, and yeah. you can't say clean and sober. Well, you know what I usually do, having, what is the date today? The 26th. The 26th. Having 29 years in two days, (laughs) what I usually do is I jump right up after and say, I'm sober. What are they going to say? Right. You know what I mean? It's very easy to prey on somebody with 30, 45 days that don't that doesn't know any better because they're learning in the program that they're in the word sober. That's what they use. They right. use the AA 
Um, so these people don't know when they go to a an, an opposite um, recovery meeting how to how to act. And I usually say, you know, I'm clean and of sober mind or something mm-hmm. like that, just to ease that individual in the seat that just got barked at by somebody with 10 years saying you can't use the word sober. Of course you can. You're an individual. You're doing you're doing what it is that you're supposed to be doing. And it's staying clean. Right. And they, these these programs are self-regulated. And, you know, to a certain degree, there needs to be some of that, you know, let's keep it exactly the way that it's supposed to be. But I do think that the 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 real Nazi type people tend to maybe run people off. Yeah, there's, and there's keep no them out of the that. rooms. When I went to uh, when I went to a meeting, this was way back, um, probably thirty five years ago now, and um, I went to an AA meeting. And I said that I was an addict, and I did it intentionally. Yeah, I very easily could have said I was an alcoholic, but I said I was an addict because I knew they were AA purists, and I knew the reaction that I would get, and I knew that I would storm out of that meeting saying, oh, yeah, I'll show you. <laughs> they helped me in, in getting along with my disaster point, you know, and um, I don't think, I don't think that a lot of people come in um, with much knowledge about how to, you know, quote unquote, act. Right. Just act like you. And if you say the word sober, if you say the word clean, if you say the word whatever, cookies, you know, um, then that's what you are. And, and that's okay. You, you own your seat. And you're looking for help. And if some individual with a couple of hours cleaner than you can't understand that, shame on them. The bad thing is, is that that individual that's new is the one that does get chased away. Right. Because, and, they'll, because they can use that as an excuse, of like course. I did. Yeah. Of course, and they will. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you know, if you, if you sit and listen for a while, rather than, you know, trying to talk or, you know, be the center of attention, you might learn something. And right. I, you know, I have found in Al-Anon it, and Naranon to a degree, it it can be even worse. There are a lot of Nazis, a lot of Nazis. <laughs> I was whispering to her to take us to break, and she's going, "Oh, no, I no, couldn't no, understand." No, no. What I can't understand what you're saying. <laughs> Sorry, you're holding your mouth funny. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we will be back. In a few moments, at, uh, dial 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. We'll be back in a moment. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you tired of the healthcare system only treating your symptoms and never addressing the root cause? Discover how integrative medicine can resolve health issues through dietary and lifestyle changes and the use of natural supplements. Increase your energy, memory, mood, immune system, sexuality, and more. Join Dr. Sunil Pai and Maureen Sutton to help you take back your health with natural evidence-based solutions. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. 
Have you figured out what to attract in your life in order to make it successful? There are those who can and those who can learn. Your intensified energy gives you willpower to move the bar forward and be happy. Happy people spread their energy throughout their lives, and once they figure it out, go on to be successful at nearly everything they set their mind to. Join host Ellen Morano and her panel of guest experts and co-hosts on Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Health and Wellness. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin, breast cancer survivors and advocates. They help by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We got the Is your health where you think it should be? If you're like most people, the answer is probably not. Where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track? The answers start on Occupy Health. Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And we are back again. This uh, this hour doesn't seem to be flying by like like all the other That's hours. Because do. you don't feel it's, good. Yes, yeah, because I don't. It's because I don't feel up to up to speaking. But um, you know, we were talking on the break about it's funny because you said something about a physician, you know, acting out, and um, then we both just said it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It does. It, it could be doesn't anybody, matter. anybody, yeah. a preacher. You know, yep. a CEO. It happens. That person to that I was everyone. in, I was in a um, doctor's hospital. It was called at the time, and I was with the vice president of State Street Bank. He, you know, like in the city where the where the grades go up, and it's an elevator down. Like it's a it's a um, it's an elevator down so that you're not bringing um, supplies yeah, through yeah, the yeah, lobby. Yeah. It's a it's a uh, what do you call it? Elevator? Freight elevator. Yeah, yeah, freight elevator. And um, it's even with the street. Well, these guys had the doors open and they put a two by four to hold the doors open. And he wasn't watching where he was going. And he fell down into the thing and, and and he broke his back. He broke his back. Ultimately, became an addict. Right. Because of the pills, the pills and, and all of that, and everything like that. So he was in a doctor's hospital, and he was in my room, and you know, you kind of feel for an individual like that because he became me. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't, I didn't have the great job. I didn't have the. I mean, I had the loving family, and I had all of that stuff that I turned my back on. But I didn't have all of the things that he had, and he became me. 
And he lost them all, I bet. He became, he just became a heroin addict. Yeah. You know, and he lost everything. Hopefully he's back to where he was. Who knows? But, you know, so it doesn't matter. We all become the same individual. We all exactly, I've and it's not even said, an individual. We all no, become you guys the same. All become shell. the same person at the end. Yeah. You know, just a machine looking for the next yeah. drug. Yeah. That's it, and we'll do anything pretty much to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so the, the 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 human part of you is still there, but it's very hard to find. Because that's not what you see. That's not what you're showing the outside world. And it's and it's real hard to find. Um, it was real hard to find me. It was real hard to find who I really was while I was growing up in recovery. While I was, you know, the the last time that I, I uh, took a drink or a drug was February twenty eighth, nineteen eighty nine. So the last time, I mean, I mean. From that time, it took a while to find out who I was. And there were times when I really didn't care for who I was becoming. Really? Well, because because it was so foreign to me and I still had that addict mentality, I was becoming a nice guy. And you didn't and want the to be addict, the addict in me wasn't allowing that. Ah, that's where true. the internal the fight to take over. That's where the internal fight was. You know, like today, um, I'm sure that somewhere in there in my subconscious mind, it would have been great to be medicated because right. of what I just went through. Like, come on, you need medication. You need, but that's not even part of the equation. Back then, that was the major piece of you don't want to be this guy. What are you getting out of it? Yeah. You know? Yeah, just Mr. Nice Guy. What's he going to be? But yeah. now let me ask you this. When you were, before you became an addict, mm-hmm. were you different from how you are now? You know, when you, and, and I know you, you were a kid, but still, you know, the, the essential you, did it change after you got into recovery? Um, I would like to say no, but that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be for me to say. That would be for, like, would I have would I have become the individual that I am today? Probably not. Um, but but you have a lot of empathy, and you you know you care about kids, you care about animals, you care about hurting people. Were you that kind of a kid? I don't know. You don't remember? No. I mean, maybe. Because because that stayed with me, but maybe not. Maybe because I put myself in my family through such turmoil that now I have an open heart for everybody. Now I have an open heart for everything. And maybe if I when I was younger, I don't know, I would have to I would have to defer to my family on that. You know? Yeah, I've thought about that a lot because you know, I look at my daughter and she was a very sweet, caring kind little girl who mm-hmm. who cared about how people felt about things a lot, almost to her detriment. Right. And, uh, you know, that person is back to a degree. To a degree. See, yeah. so that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I always... But I think, you you know, when you are that empathetic, you open yourself up to being hurt. And I've noticed that a lot of addicts are extremely sensitive, mm-hmm. caring people, and maybe you just care too much. I, I, don't, I don't have a... You know what I mean? Like, I remember being a kid... But I don't remember having the same 
empathy that I have today. I mean, I wouldn't step on a bug, no, but... Um, well, you were probably a squiggly little boy. I was yeah. out of my mind. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you were probably more interested in playing ball and yeah. running around outside uh-huh. and doing all that stuff than yeah. thinking about serious things like how people feel. But maybe at some level you did, or you cared whether you hurt somebody or not. Oh, no, no, of, of course. Uh, of course. I, I would have to say that it, that that would all ring true. But if I never picked up a substance, I don't know who I would be. So, you know, it's kind of strange to say I'm grateful that I did because I love who I am. Um, Because it made you have to learn who you are. Yeah. Yeah. It made me have to work. You did the work. It made me, it allowed me to redirect what I didn't like about me either, you know, and not everybody gets that opportunity. Not everybody, you know, like if, if when I was a kid in gear, who knows what I would have been? Nobody excuse me, nobody knows, my voice is going. But now that I've lived the life that I've lived, I've been able to redirect myself away from the things that I don't particularly care for. But that takes a lot of insight. It really does. Oh, yeah. It takes a lot of insight. And I don't know a lot of people would be willing to do that. But that's what recovery is. That's what real recovery is. That's what that's what that's what long-term recovery is. I mean, you, you can you can get 6, 7, 9, 10 years and still be that idiot that was out on the street. Oh, I know. You know, I so know. just maybe not using but still mm-hmm. have the the selfishness and the and be able to brag that you have all of this all of this clean time and and how how wonderful your world is. Um, but you're still really not happy. But what have you really done? Yeah, yeah. Not a, not a. I mean, maybe you think you are, but not a, a truly satisfied human being. You know, who is satisfied with their life. I mean, everybody has ups and downs. Oh yeah. But on the whole, you know, I think you're a person who is in control of your life and happy with it, and that's that's a miracle in and of itself. Most people don't get there. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know. Sadly, I had to go through a lot of headache and heartache to right. be able to understand that. So I'm not wishing that on anybody to be able to find yourself. But, um, you know, if you are walking through, if you are newly clean or if you're walking through recovery and you're still unsure, just keep patting yourself on the back and just keep just keep looking for the next great thing to happen because it will well and and time is on your side you've got you know nothing happens nothing really good happens quickly all of these things take time right and you know you've got to kind of walk through it to get through it one of the one of the things that i used to hate in when i was in you know an al-anon meeting or narnon meeting is somebody would say oh i'm so grateful for my alcoholic or my addict i have still not come to that no no you know but there are people who, you know, got into recovery because of someone else and felt that, you know, the the change in them was so mm. miraculous that they were grateful that they had to be, you know, attached to this person and it made them come. And and I think that I think that, you know, with with gratitude, like for me, like for with gratitude, it allows me to throw that into that nice box. I'm grateful that I walked through what I walked right. through. Would I want to go back to that? Absolutely not. Would I be? Would I be? Would I have gratitude if I was? No. 
Um, I'm grateful that I made it out. I'm grateful that I didn't do real serious damage to my family. You know, I'm grateful that uh, I'm grateful for a lot of things. I'm grateful for the knowledge base that I have to be able to make good, solid decisions today. And that's what I rely on when when something comes down the down the pipe at me and I have to make a common sense decision. I give myself the opportunity to sit back and. Think about it. Right. I've watched you do that several mm-hmm. times. And, you know, instead of just reacting, mm-hmm. you think about it and you talk to people and, right. and you, you know, kind of take the steps one by one by one rather than, you know, just barreling out there and doing something based on emotion, based on anger. You know, based I still on act whatever. on emotion. Yeah. No, I mean, everybody acts on emotion because we're human. But yeah, yes. but you're able no, to yeah. take that uh-huh. step back. I, I personally can't do that yet. I, I still tend to. But you have, though. To a degree, but I, I well, so still... Well, so give yourself credit for well, it. Well, true. <laughs> but I, I still tend to react emotionally, especially, you know, with really painful things. Yeah. And well, I would like to be I able mean, to be quiet, sit back, and think, you know. Then you need, then you need to take Peg home with you. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> you if will, my cats would like you Peg. Will, you will gain patience True, but she's such a sweetheart. She, but she's, man, is she like... Well, she's she's what we would probably call hyper. This yeah, is a dog, she, she by the way. Yeah, she was me when I was when I was a yeah. kid. That was me. You know, I was bouncing off the walls, and my brother didn't know what to do with me. Um, yeah, I had a brother like that, literally bouncing off the walls. He's still bouncing off the walls. Though, yeah, isn't pretty he? much. <laughs> <laughs> Only he's like three hundred pounds of muscle, so yeah. it's a big bounce. Yeah, I was. You know, I was going to make mention of him for something. There was something that came up about a wrestler. And I was gonna, I was gonna refer, um, you know, Rick, and um, it just—I I don't know what it was. It was in my mind, and I was gonna say it, and I was gonna bring him into it, and um, because I would say, well, you know, because your brother was a professional wrestler, and um, if anybody knows Rick Savage, that's yeah, Alan's that's my brother. brother. Yeah, it's not his real name, but. That's okay. That's the name he likes the best. Yeah. We have 30 (laughs) seconds left, so why don't you uh, say goodnight? Well, everyone, thanks for listening. And please keep in mind, with Miracles in Recovery, hope is in your corner. Wow, she beat me to it. Have a wonderful week. Good night, everyone. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our...